Welcome to episode 84 of the Men Who Save Football at Dundalk FC Fancast. This is a post-match reaction to the 2-2 draw in Daily Man Park against Bohemians. Guys, a point on the road, unbeaten after two games. Happy enough? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think uh, it's kind of like last week. If you'd given, if you'd offered Dundalk fans a draw before that, you'd, you'd, you'd take it. For multiple reasons. Just, you know, first away trip. Um the, you know, uh, rebuilding aside, young players start of the season. Bows who, you know, even though they have lost some big, big names, have still, you know, uh, have kind of rolled in, rolled on from last season where, they, you know, they finished in a cup final and stuff like this. So you go into the game with a bit of trepidation. So I'd have taken a draw all day long. I think we were worth the draw. Unlike last week, I wouldn't have said we were worth more than the draw. I think a draw was a really fair uh, result. Whereas last week, I think a lot of us were like, wow, you know, Three points would have, you know, uh, would wouldn't have been um, wouldn't have been uh, strange after the performance he put in. So I think uh, before the game, I would have taken a draw, and uh, I thought again very similar to last week, not as good as last week, I think, but we were away, um, and it was a a really spirited performance. Um, maybe controversially, because I know we, we had a bit of a, a debate at halftime about this yesterday. I, I mean, I thought the first half was was pretty good. I, I think maybe some people watching from other vantage points uh, would have a different take on it. But um, the first 15 minutes, I thought it was all us. They did then come back into it after about 15 to 20 minutes, and I think they kind of dominated. But I think we came out the traps pretty strongly. Um, and I think it was very similar to last week in that I thought we were quite spirited going forward Defensively, there is it, it's shaky, but I think, and I talking to people, I know seeing the reaction on Twitter, I think everyone is kind of seeing this as being a defense is like it needs time to set. You know what I mean? The the cement needs to set, so it wouldn't be panic stations at all. Uh, so to have a draw, uh, get a point on the road, first away game against a team like Bohemians, um, I think is really positive. I thought those hugely positive aspects to our play. I was uh, I was in the away end of Delhi Mount uh, behind the goals, so the advantage the vantage point doesn't really give me much uh, nuance on a uh, uh, on what was going on on the pitch. Um, but I just you could see uh, from the performances um, that we, we were really up for the times. Definitely defensively a bit shaky, but um, for an early away game, uh, huge positives. And again, some I think some really standout individual performances. I think Stephen Bradley is going to turn himself into a. Uh, maybe it's for only one season, but a one-season Dundalk legend. Um, and I thought the return of Robbie Benson, um, you really see what we missed. Um, he He's really brought back what what we wanted from him. Uh, so, uh, uh, and the other thing to, to, to talk about, I guess we'll talk about it a bit more, but I think a, a big, big shout for a penalty, um, which, which could have really changed the game. But to come back from behind twice... Um, which is kind of the inverse of last week, uh, shows that we have that mental character. I also kept thinking about when we went away to uh, Bowes last season, in the middle of the season, around about May, horror show 5-1, and to me, it's all about context. They, we are light years away from that performance last May, so it shows how, how far we've come, I think. So you're saying that uh, Stephen O'Donnell's Dundalk is shaping up to be a little bit different than Jimba Jilton's Dundalk? <laughs> Just slightly, there, there might be some changes out there. Yeah. Now, we interestingly enough, we the three of us looked at the game from three different perspectives. You were in the away end, 
I have gotten kind of fatigued with trying to make sense of the game from the away end in Daily Mount Park. And I know our away end is not in the right home about, so don't at me, Bulls fans. But um, just it's a very low perspective and you can't really see much when the players at the other end of the pitch. So I, I snuck into the Jody stand last night and it was among the enemy, but I was able to kind of get a good sense of how the team is shaping up. I think we talked last week about, you know, where we play in this box midfield. It seems that we kind of do uh, have that as a basic formation, although it didn't really seem to work last night as creating a slick, cohesive passing sort of side like it maybe did more successfully against Derry. Uh, the formation seems to be for the back with a what they call a double pivot to basically anchor men um, just in advance of them. And that looked to be Williams and Sloggett last night initially. And then we had a kind of raft of substitutions. We saw Robbie Benson dropping deeper into one of those pivot roles once uh, Keith Ward was introduced. And then we have, so we've got a four, we've got a two. Then we sort of got a three, which is Robbie Benson and the two wingers. And then we've got uh, Hoban up front pretty much on his own. So that seems to be the shape of the team. Um, and um, I thought in the first 20 minutes, it was sort of characterized by a, a kind of lack of overall quality. Now, you were saying that maybe the atmosphere, the, the, the considerable away support was kind of creating more of a buzz in the away end. You were saying it's not too bad. Damien, you were actually watching it on LOI TV. So what, what would you say the quality of the play was like for the first 30 minutes and then in the game overall? I think myself and Martin were kind of chatting. Myself and Martin were both watching it um, at home in our in our homes on on watch LOI TV. I'll be honest with you. I prefer to be at the match um, to see you know what's actually happening because all the off the off off the ball stuff, all the running, all the movement of them and, and and the structure of the team and the formation you can't see that on the television. You really can't, and you're really relying on the commentators to to let you know who's having like a really good game that you might not be able to see. Um, so. I mean, it looked pretty poor, to be honest. Like the first 30 minutes, myself and Martin were kind of both saying, like, this is absolutely awful to watch. It really is. And Rory was kind of saying, oh, no, it, it's not that bad. And I, I, I know I had a bit of a, a bit of a slag at you, Rory. <laughs> it's kind of saying the, the IPAs must be strong and nice. But, but uh, the fact is you can't really see it on television. I know your vantage point wasn't brilliant. Either I'm not I'm not at, I'm not having to go at the Bulls fans or their, or their ground or anything like that. Like we can't afford to be doing that, but um, it's just very very hard to see it. One thing about watching it on television, you don't miss anything. The coverage last night was fantastic. It was really really good. Uh, I know some people on, on on Twitter were having to go at the at the, at the Bulls commentators, but look, they're Bulls commentators. They're, they're, they're the home commentators, and you just you, you have to you have to go with that. Um, that's just part of the package. Uh, like you've got the reruns, you get to see you know. The goals take taken, uh, and you know the goals going in in slow mo, and you get to see the build up play again and again. So you have all the advantages of watching it like that on television, but you don't get not just the atmosphere, you don't get to see the structures of of, of play. And for that, I think the ter first thirty minutes, I don't know if you guys uh, concur. I thought it looked pretty poor. There was a lot of head tennis going on, and there was a lot of, you know, you just wanted somebody to put their, their foot on the ball and, and play. It looked like two teams that were, you know, two teams who were trying to settle down in, in the first, you know, couple of games, which is what it is um, in the first couple of games of, of the league. And you can see that both teams are going to have potential. Um, and I, I, I think I think that the draw last night was was probably a fair result. I think it was a little bit emotional last week after getting back to Oriel Park and the whole buzz of Oriel and the buzz of the Carrick Road and the buzz of, of the stand and having a few beers and seeing people after coronavirus thinking, yeah, we're full of value for the three points. Based on our, on our, on our performance last week, I would have said we were, we were, uh, we, 
I was expecting, not expecting, but I suppose hoping, <laughs> hoping for the three points uh, last night. But I think that um, that 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 a, a, a draw was was a fair result, um, and I thought both teams did did very very well for in the second and first game um, of of the season. Of course, for both with their game being cancelled last uh, weekend, it probably wasn't uh, really an advantage for them. Very much two squads two squads that have had a lot of changes sort of looked like they were getting to know each other. But, you know, after about half an hour, I think that sort of long ball, head tennis, the sloppiness of passing that was characteristic of it, it seemed to actually seem to gel once the, once Bose really went ahead, the game seemed to take a turn and the quality seemed to go up. And I think we had a quite strong finish to the, to the first half, despite, despite actually going in, um, uh, you know, conceding a goal in the last minute of the first half. Might just talk about the big incidents. Uh, Ruri, you've mentioned that our defence is a little bit porous looking, but shows signs that there's fairly good characters there individually, you know, fairly effective performances just perhaps need to gel as a unit. One of the questions, I suppose, that hangs over from last season, we know last season um, the goalkeeping question rumbled on throughout the whole season. We actually had to plea for mercy for Alessio when it became evident that he simply wasn't up to it, but was going to be exposed nonetheless to, to be in the first choice. A lot of people have looked at Nathan Shepard and I suppose a new keeper to us or, or evaluating whether or not he's up to the job. There was a series of corner kicks just leading up to the first goal and Bowles seemed to be targeting the keeper directly, like dropping the ball right in on top of him and basically, you know, making him compete with the, with the probably more physically um, powerful um, Bohemians attackers. Um, how do you think he did generally in the game? And do you think that, you know, that the, the word is out that this keeper is to be tested on corners and crosses, given that he isn't perhaps the biggest keeper in the league? I thought overall he did. He did fine. I think, again, everything is in context because it's in context to what 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 we've seen in the last year um i mean i again being the advantage of being behind the goals uh for at least uh you know one of the halves was was be able to watch him and he was being tested but i mean i thought he made a good account for himself uh, yesterday he's not the biggest lad but two games in in a defense which is gelling um i i i i thought he put in a fine performance and uh put in, put in a, a bunch of good saves i would say for at least for Bo's second goal, I couldn't really fault him. I think that was more, you know, uh, it, 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 the problem was before him, and uh, you know, he he didn't have he wouldn't have much chance on that one. So, I mean, I I I, I was I was really pleased with his performance um, overall. Again, I thought the one thing I would say about the defense is it really does look like a defense that just needs time to gel because I think individually uh, you're really seeing some quality there. Um, I think McCarry had a really good game as well. He was really tested, um, but they'll. I think they'll come good, and I think you can see maybe there are some still some communication issues between them, and that's clearly going to affect the the keeper. But you know, to to go up. I mean, listen, we've shipped four goals in two games. That's not something to you know. Even though there's a bit of positivity around it, and we've gotten two points, we've let in four goals in two games, and um, so that's definitely something to work on. But I wouldn't say, especially last night, that the keeper was particularly at fault. No, I, I, I don't think I would either. Uh, I think that he had had a good game overall. Um, it, it's, it's a country mile. In fact, it's a million miles away from what it was um, last season. 
you know, in regards goalkeeping and regarding the decisions to keep playing Alessio when it clearly should have been Peter Sherry that was been that was been played. I mean, we go over that and over and over and over again. There's no point in doing that. So I think that it's way way different than that. And um, I, I was disappointed with the, with the corner that, um, that 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 they scored. I suppose there wasn't much that he could do in terms of uh, you know he was crowded out in the box. Uh, I think that he could have been a little bit more physical. I think he could have he could have pushed and shoved. To get the you know to get the his his defenders to push and shove and get the balls player away from him. he was you know he was basically I think nearly you know behind a wall of players and it was just kind of like like an open, an open goal but a great goal for both nonetheless uh, and I'm not going to fault him for that I just think that he will he will learn from from, from that but what, one massive thing that I'm taking from all this is the fact that that if if Stevie O'Donnell has confidence in Nathan Shepherd you know then we have to have confidence in Nathan Shepherd because. Uh, uh, see, see, I think that he he is the man, and I think that we need to row in behind him. He's not the biggest guy. That's that's very very sure. Teams will, you know, they will test him. But I think that he, I think he he will learn fr from that. And as you said, Rory, like the the defense, um, they just need to cement together. And when they do cement together, then that creates you know that confidence, you know, for the keeper. And like last year, you could see that like the defense had zero confidence in Lisio and. Anytime the ball came, they felt that there was nothing behind them in the goal, so they felt they couldn't make a mistake, hence they made lots of mistakes. So I think once the, 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 the defence cements, I think Nathan will be, I think he'll be strong in, in the goal. He's not the biggest of guys, but um, you know, I thought overall he he done well. There was nothing he could have done about that, about the second goal, uh, the second goal's goal. He's also a very young player, so perhaps it's characteristic of the League of Ireland that when a young player is in a position, the opposition, if they have a manager who kind of knows that, they will test him. At points in the past, we've had to play some very green and inexperienced fullbacks. And you notice that suddenly all the play is going down their channel and managers know to test young players. So I suppose we, we will watch as Nathan is kind of put under pressure by opposition. They will certainly, they will certainly be testing him and we'll all be hoping that, um, that he passes that test because it does seem that he has the makings of a good defence in front of him. So, you know, hopefully we'll see how that develops. I remember that Finn Harps are one of the most physically uh, imposing teams from uh, last season. Like Each one of them was a man mountain, and I know there's been a lot of turnover in that squad, but on Monday night, we're likely to see a repetition of that sort of tactic again, and we can expect Finn Harps to be kind of, you know, looking for something from set pieces and long throw-ins and corner kicks. So he's going to be put into that crucible, and hopefully it'll make him a, a better keeper as a result. Uh, it was an old boy, Jordan Flores, who got the goal. Uh, you probably couldn't see much of it from your distant vantage point, uh, Ruri. But um, uh, Damien, did you did you make anything uh, as regards Jordan Flores's rare-headed goal? No, the the, the first goal. Not just that it seemed that the Bulls defense seemed to pin in uh, Nathan into the goals. He didn't need nowhere to go. He couldn't could need no sight of it whatsoever. And it was just a well taken a well taken header. Uh, you know, I, I don't think we concede goals like that in in three or four weeks. I think that you know there were there were wise to them, and I think that Nathan and the defense are too. But um, yeah, it was a well taken goal. Um, kind of surprising. You're usually expecting him to to launch one in from from way outside the box, um, a rifling shot. But uh, yeah, it was, it was it was well taken. Good, a good vantage point of it. Obviously, being on the TV, you get to see it a few times as well. You get to run it back and, and have a good gander at it. But uh, yeah, nothing, nothing special. Just well taken. It did seem to be on the way as well because our defence had kind of been creaking under the Bulls' pressure for the previous five minutes or so, particularly. And and we had that series of Ali Coot corner kicks, 
all of which really excellent deliveries. You know, he really knows how to deliver a ball with pace and right into the six-yard area, really testing the defence. So eventually, you know, the defence was breached. Bows went ahead, a jubilant atmosphere, but didn't last very long. About 90 seconds later, almost a similar goal. Um, Williams corner kick met by Patrick Hogan, rocketed into the back of the net. Now, Ruri, you probably were at the right vantage point to see what was going on there. Yeah, but it was a classic Pat Hogan uh, header from a corner. Like it was just textbook stuff, an absolute bullet. Um, that, that's all you can say about it. Great, great ball in, and then Pat Hogan does what Pat Hogan does, you know. Um, again, their keeper couldn't have done much about it. So it was just one of those really, really well taken uh, striker headers. Um, and, uh, you know, there's not much more to say about that, I think. And then I think, you know, it's, it, like they then went obviously ahead again, um, but I think it was just a really kind of indicative of the spirit in the team for us to come back because we've seen in the past how Doc have really uh, struggled when we've gone again. It's all about context to me to last season, the difference in last season and mentality. We go a goal behind last season and we really, really will struggle to get back into that game, especially before half time. Um, now again, then they. They scored again, but the fact that we kept coming back um, and, and equalising really, really says something about the spirit of the team. And before they got that equaliser, I think we we went on on the basis of our goal and really had a dominant period. And we began to put passes together, looked a lot more co- coherent. Um, we had Daniel Kelly breaking through with a glorious chance. Unfortunately, didn't quite get it. There was a penalty incident then, which you probably saw a lot better than me. Very, very strong shout from the Dundalk crowd to do with a Tariq Wilson handball. Um, did you happen to see that? Yeah, yeah. Looked like a handball, but uh, the referee wasn't having any of us. Like, I genuinely, genuinely felt that was a penalty. Um, I know Bowes also were claiming for a penalty later on as well. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I thought it was a penalty, but then again, I am looking through black and white blinkered glasses there. Um, I also think after the goal, definitely we uh, we stepped it up. And um, I also saw it on the other side, um, Bradley was doing some really great work. He was just, honestly, on that side, uh, he was he was putting together and re- linking up really well with um, people like uh, Robbie Benson. I thought the two of them were really tearing uh, both players apart on that side. Um, so, yeah, I yeah, know it, it definitely... We got a spring back in our step after half an hour. And I also think in the second half, we were hugely uh, um, improved in the second half. And for me, it was the introduction of Keith Ward. Um, mm. I thought the, the spirit in the team really lifted in the second half when he came on, which is really, I mean, one of the things that goes to show that we now have options to bring off the bench to change things up. Again, it's been a long time since we could say that. And... It's, it's really encouraging to see a player come off the bench and change the tone of the game because that shows that we have that now as part of our game. We have that back that if we do need to get something out of a game, if we're behind and there's 40 minutes to go, you can switch things up. And I thought Wardy really, really changed uh, the spirit. Um, great to see him get a great reception from the Bulls uh, players, but then great to see uh, that he, he really he really lifted, I think, uh, the, the team to just to mention the players that you, you've just kind of talked us through. I mean, Patrick Oban, that was the reason that he was so vital. He gives you goals regularly and sometimes out of very little, like you know, a decent delivery from corner, just stronger than everybody else. 
in the right position, bullet header, nothing you can do about it. Uh, a very much a kind of uh, a, a goal that had nothing to do with the run of play. When you're rocked back a little bit, you're just immediately back in the fight. Um, you mentioned Robbie Benson. Robbie's getting a lot of praise. Uh, people, I think, you know, Robbie probably flew below the radar in his first period with Dundalk for a lot of folks because there were probably more eye-catching guys in that midfield when we were really sort of in that peak period. Uh, fellas who would maybe do a little bit more uh, and be a little bit more conspicuous in their contribution. But um, the subtle kind of workmanlike things that he does combined with that accuracy of pass and the ability to be in the in the right place at the right time, the, the thoughtfulness and the use of the ball that he has, and also the ability to, to the versatility to like be that man who's, you know, at the front of the, just behind the attackers or the supporting attacks and controlling the ball in the, in the opposition's final third. But also when he dropped back deep, his, his ability to tackle, to block. There was a moment when I think it was, it might've been Chris Tardwick was in a foot race with him towards the end of the game. And they were racing down the, the right-hand channel for a, for a 50-50 ball. Robbie just eased himself in front of Twardek who began to struggle and push and pull and tumble them over. And it was the ability just to get your body in the right position to make it impossible for Twardek to, to win that race. And then he forced him to concede the foul. I mean, that sort of cleverness was, you know, that is invaluable to the team, particularly when everybody else is perhaps still getting up to speed. So really good contribution from Robbie Benson. And we had... A little bit of rotation, like you say, um, when Keith Ward did come on, you had that liveliness, that creativity, the ability to get the ball, turn into space, keep possession, bring other people in. I thought we finished the game very strongly. Now, in fairness, I think draw was a fair result. They had chances. We had chances. The pendulum seemed to be swinging back and forth. Probably a factor that neither squad is fully up to speed. But just to return to Bowes and their next goal in the sequence, promise on the chair goal now if some people were saying it was an OG I'm not 100% sure but from my perspective it looked like this really improvised finish that was very very clever he seemed to back heel it deliberately towards that corner of the goal surprising everybody taking taking the chance really really quickly and catching the defenders and the goalkeeper a little bit flat-footed was that how it looked to you yeah it did I, I did I watched it a few times going back and uh, I like I suppose I just put my full black and white goggles on. I go, I oh, know it was a fluke. It was uh, it came off, you know, it was an OG. But um, yeah, if you have a look at it, um, have a look at the online. It does look like he's running, and he's such a handful. He's so fast. He's so strong. He's very very skillful. And you know, he, he comes right in front of of the defender, and it just looks like he just clips it in with his um with his heel over over Newton Shepherd. There's nothing you can do about it. it just it looked like a bit of wor- a world class. Um, uh, finishing um, from for Jerry, it was just it was brilliant. I thought he was, I thought he was a real handful last night, and he, he he's a he's a he's one to watch. But going back, as you were saying, this there a second ago about uh, our players, yeah, I think when when, when keyboard come on and David McMillan, it, we definitely changed. It was, it was almost like. You know, we freshen things up, and we decided we decided to play a little bit of a different, a different system. Um, I, I hate when when Pat Hoogan goes off injured, but I always love when David McMillan gets game time because when David McMillan gets the game time, then you have two. You know, when Pat Hoogan comes back, you'll have two exceptionally fit and sharp strikers 
you know, to choose from one on the bench, one off. And I think the, the game time, hopefully Pat isn't, I didn't didn't read anything on Twitter this morning, so hopefully Pat isn't out for too long. But if he is out for a couple of weeks, then it's so hard to have Dave McMillan coming up um, and getting some 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 match fitness because he's he's always a handful as well. He offers completely different type of attacking options than, than, than Pat, which are, which is great. Um, the, the other thing as well, the, the, the Bulls uh, commentators last night after we scored the second, we switched sides. Bradley went to the right and Dan Kelly uh, came over to, to, to the left. And there was, um, was a sound of worry in their voice. It was like, oh, they're switching sides as if like, because they could see that we were kind of in the, um, in the ascendancy at that point. And I think they thought, oh, oh they're going to run us, run us ragged here because they're switching and it's going to just cause us all sorts of problems. But both got, kind of got back into the game then as well. I felt that we, we finished uh, quite well. Uh, Robbie Benson, what, what can you say about Robbie Benson? I mean, he is the signing of all signings. Um, he's what we were we were missing um, completely. I think he has to be one of the best midfielders that we've ever had. I think that the league has ever seen. I, um, he's 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 phenomenal. I remember talking to a chap uh, one day where I was talking to him above in the gym, and he was going to talk about Robbie a couple of years ago when he was with us. And he, he was in there, he was picking up stuff from some of the shop and he was talking to one of the management, he could have talked to Lean Burns or whatever. And he was just saying, this is, he was telling me this, that uh, that he said, oh, I thought Robbie didn't have a brilliant game like last night. <clears throat> and he just said, well, if you looked at the stats of Robbie Benson, he was the player who was who, who, who covered the most ground out of all the players on the pitch last night. And I think that is what, like something, remember I was talking to you last week, Ken, you'd be much better at the, at the kind of formations and the tactical stuff. Uh, stuff that I would miss. I think some when you're watching it as an entertainment spectacle, if Robbie doesn't do something magic like he did in Leggy War, so you might be inclined to think that he wasn't having you know a brilliant game. But I think if you stand back and you just watch the Robbie Benson dynamo, the Robbie Benson machine, the Robbie Benson you know tactician on the pitch, I think you see how how brilliant he is. And ever since you mentioned that to me, Ken, that's what I do. I watch him on the pitch and watch the movements he makes. I remember you said to me one time in, in the stand, you were saying, yeah, look at that last goal. I don't know who we were playing. He says, but that all started with Robbie Benson about 25 passes ago. And then, you know, you go back, you watch it and you say, yeah, it did. So that's the stuff that Robbie Benson offers you. And he's absolutely an amazing player. So I'm delighted to have him back. One thing about Robbie, and both of you summed it up, which is, Especially in his first period, there was a huge thing where people would kind of not see what he was contributing. Plus, I do think that Robbie um, has this uh, natural body language, which makes it look like that he's not that bothered. But it's, the way he walks around the pitch is incredible. He looks like he does, like, ah, oh, you know. And he, he seems like such a laid-back, happy chap, right? Like, yeah, the world is just floating by. But when he contributes... And I think Damien's right. I think everyone's looking at it now because I remember we mentioned this last week, but we were all watching the cup final last year and saying, oh my God, we miss Robbie Benson. Because I saw in the cup final what he brings. I said, if you could get him back, now we have him back. And I think we're now really appreciating what he brings to him because we were missing that. We, we said it on the podcast uh, multiple games last season that we were missing a Robbie Benson type. Okay. But now that he's back, you're beginning to see it because I think. The creativity and, as you say, Ken, when he when he was dropping deep, putting in tackles, he was putting in stuff all over that midfield. But he just does the most subtle stuff, wanders around like you know, ah, he's just enjoying life. Or not even maybe he's not even enjoying us. But the, his his contributions, um, he's so naturally gifted, and I think that's his secret weapon is that people don't notice it, um, because he's he's almost like a stealth bomber, and he's just sitting there, and next thing you know, bam, he's contributed something. 
I think it might be linked to personality as well. Like you talk about the body language and sometimes, you know, you'll see him with the, the shoulders kind of slouched a little bit forward. And I mean, he, like you're, you're never going to see Robbie Benson, you know, scoring a goal, ripping his shirt off, like lifting the corner flag out of position, you know, beating his chest at the crowd. That's not his personality. And I remember hearing him being interviewed a couple of times and I think it was Johnny Ward asked him, and you're, you're not on Twitter, you're not on social media. And it was just kind of really... Uh, kind of calm no sure why would people be interested in what I have to say you know so it's uh, we all know from his academic background that this guy is super intelligent and probably could be you know doing other things um, but uh, it's 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 those subtle moments I mean I, I think he really he's a tremendous influence uh, and, and he does he's not like you know the sort of workhorse type Tim Sherwood sort of midfielder or even a sort of early period Chris Shields type who does a lot of defensive duties his versatility is is quite incredible. Uh, like he he's very high right across all the attributes you would want in a midfielder. Uh, he's mobile. He can tackle. He can pass. He's composed. He's calm. He's intelligent in the use of the ball. A real dream to have back in the squad. And he's a sort of force multiplier because I think when you put him in there, he raises the game of everyone around him. And he's sort of you know he, just simply by having him there as an example, he's probably giving other people. Uh, ideas about how to improve their own game if they can emulate him. So it's really tremendous to have him back, uh, along with the other players that you mentioned. I mean, I thought David McMillan made a great contribution when he came on, gave Bowles a different set of problems, was very unlucky not to, you know, he seemed to have the goal at his mercy, but that just the ball wouldn't sit right for him to get the shot away in time. We had a number of chances with Robbie Benson, Daniel Kelly, um, Stephen Bradley as well, I think, really emerged as a threat to Bose. They, they became very frightened of him. We were moving the ball out to the wing to him a lot. And of course, um, once he got running at the defenders, they didn't know whether he was going to come inside or outside. And he delivered some good quality into the box, had a couple of half chances, some really good shots that Talbot did well to save. And as well as that, got the goal. And Daniel Kelly, who I thought was kind of having a, an in and out night, delivered a real quality cross. And Bradley showed a different side to his game very different to the goal that he got last week. This really kind of fine-headed goal in off the post to, to draw us level. Rory, you've mentioned his contribution already, you know, sung his praises. We have him for half the season at least. It might not even be one season. We'll just really be hoping that he can continue these performances and we can maybe hang on to him for the full season. Uh, Damien, did his contribution look as big on, on, the, on the small screen? Yes, it definitely did. Yeah, he was a standout, uh, standout for us last night, even on, on the small screen. Um, he was he was very busy, um, very energetic, very skillful. All those things that you just mentioned, Ken. Um, yeah, I would love to have been there to see. You know, I, guess I'm, I can't wait for Monday night to see him, you know, again in the flesh because you, you get to see an awful lot more from the player. But yeah, he was brilliant and he, t- he took that goal so, so well. I think he's going, I was just going to ask that question. Have we got him for the season or have we got him for half a season? So you've, you've answered that one for me, Ken. And it, it, it's, I'm not going to say it's a pity because it's not a player of that quality. And he's only 19 as well um, to be making such, you know, such strides in the League of Ireland, um, two goals in two games, outstanding performances, and he doesn't look out of his depth. He doesn't look like, you know, as we were saying earlier on about, you know, young players and target the young players. He doesn't look like that at all. He looks like he's much, much strong, st- stronger and much wiser um, and much more um, adapted to, to the League of Ireland. Maybe that's probably coming from, from Scotland where it's physical as well. But he looked really, really good in the box last night, and I am looking forward to seeing him on Monday. We asked uh, people on Twitter, you know, who do you think the emerging stars are? And I think he, he was the number one 
name, just turning to Twitter, other reactions to the game. Shane McGurk has come in to say, very happy with that result. Young McCary had a busy night, but the lad handled it really well. Benson was brilliant. Bradley is a star. There's a hunger in the team that was missing from last year. Very positive start to the season from a team still at the gelling stage. Sean Cotter has come in to say, uh, if we got that stone one penalty just before they scored, we could have easily won it. Great spirit uh, to come back twice and finish strongly. Beat Harps Monday and five points out of nine is a fantastic start to the season. Jay McKeown has come in to say, last night, as was the case last week, we showed a lot of character at times and some nice football too. Defensive errors will be cut out as the squad gets to know each other better. We'll be competitive this season with experienced campaigners and hungry young players. Al Morgan says, happy to take two points after two encouraging performances. Easily could have got no points if the penalty call had gone against us or the crossbar didn't save us late in the Derry game. Uh, agree players starting to play like a team. Bradley is a class act. Ian Sharkey comes in to say, would have taken a point before the game, so reasonably happy. Uh, thought the two penalty claims were key moments, one for and one against, uh, both not given. Sloggett had a horse of a game, as did Conley when he was needed. Benson was an absolute rock. We need three points Monday. Kevin Mullen comes in to say the difference Robbie Benson has made to the team is incredible. Attacking threat and the old pro experience at the end to win a free. Players from the bench making a big contribution, something we lacked in 2021. Also showed great character to bounce back from going behind twice. Simon Canning says, really impressed with the fight in the team. This group really want to win for the manager. A bit disappointed that we didn't win. I don't think the Bulls team are too hot. They kept lumping the ball up to two forwards in the hope of a break. Thought all the players put in a good shift. Mark Carlin says, as well as some stars emerging, we're also seeing a team emerge. Early days yet, but already starting to gel. The mix of experience and youth to be working seem to be working. Uh, excited for what's ahead. Yeah, I think it reflects what uh, what we all said. Um, I, it, it's interesting. A few people have said, I mean, two draws. I mean, a draw to Derry, take that. A draw away to both, take that. I do think though, a win on Monday is is pretty important. Um, and again, not to denigrate Finn Harps' early days, but against a team like Finn Harps at home. I think it's time to get three points on the board. And as Sean said, you know, five points from nine would be you know, a really positive start to the season, given everything, you know, gelling a new a, a, a new manager, a new team, new owners, back at it. Five points from nine would be great. So I do think, though, a win at home to Finn Harps, it would be very important. I mean, it's never going to be panic stations if we didn't get it. Uh, you know, even in seasons where we've ended up winning the league, uh, slow starts are sometimes common enough, but uh, I think to win on Monday would would would, would, would kind of be expected uh, and would be very welcome. Uh, you know, to, to keep that momentum rolling because as everyone on Twitter was saying, I mean, people are really really encouraged by the performances. It's great to see you know patience because uh, this is this is a new project. It's going to take time. Um, and yeah, no, I think that the positivity, uh, I mean, they'll talk to people outside the ground and after the game, uh, that, that just seems to be the, at the, the atmosphere, which is the results are one thing, but Evan's really impressed by what we're seeing on the pitch. And again, the other thing, because, you know, uh, Damien mentioned, for instance, uh, Stephen Bradley's age, the, the age of a bunch of the new players is also a factor and the keeper and stuff like this. So to see that level of positivity with a new team gelling and that amount of youth, um, is great so it's really positive given the the kind of very very short window that Stephen O'Donnell had to assemble a squad and 
uh, as he said himself, many of the targets within the league that he would have desired already being tied up elsewhere. Uh, we could have been in a situation where we were very much struggling to find form and, and looking at, you know, semi-decent performances, perhaps, you know, reversals in the results category. I think given, given the amount of time that uh, Stephen O'Donnell has had, um, and given the reduced resources he, that were available to him, given you know, the old, like the chaos that you know when he arrived at the club, we only had what two players signed. I think everybody is pretty pleased with the squad he's assembled, and also the spirit and the uh, the the commitment that they're showing and the results they're getting. So yeah, from 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 the chaos of of last season, we seem to have uh, we seem to have you know we we seem to be doing pretty much as well as one could expect. Looking forward to Monday. Monday games often have this kind of rather dead atmosphere and a certain sense of a hangover to them. Uh, we know that Finn Harps will be well organised. It'll be a physical side. Um, they have also had a lot of turnover in the squad. So you, you would hope that there's enough football in this growing Dundalk squad and there might be a little bit more coherence to it that uh, maybe we get our first win. Although, you know, I just remember some of those Monday night games last season being rather sort of unusual affairs i'd say if we were playing them next friday night you know i'd be a lot more confident but we did see a kind of a, a, a the full use of the bench last night you know players getting minutes and i wouldn't be surprised apparently patrick hogan had a dead leg on friday i wouldn't be surprised if david mcmillan started i think that might not necessarily be a bad thing because fans and all as we are of patrick hogan i think david mcmillan might cause that that big but not terribly mobile Finn Harps defence, a little bit of a different problem that they might not cope with quite so easily. Um, but Monday will reveal all, and um, we'll be back after Monday's game to discuss the result, which will hopefully be a win. I'd just like to thank you guys for contributing today, uh, Rory Murphy and uh, Damien Kenny. Thanks to everybody who uh, listened in, and, and also thank you to all those who contributed on Twitter. And we look forward to chatting to you again after the next game. Here for the man, this ain't the face of football, the face of football, the face of football.